Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Real Window, rewatching random movies from our childhood. I am Pauline. And I'm Lisa. And that's JM. Um, well, <laughs> I yeah, I'm JM. I didn't do but an intro. I know. I'm supposed to introduce myself. I don't know. No, 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 no. I just Pauline felt like just making it awkward. Make I change it, it up awkward. every time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'll do either, JM. It just comes naturally. <laughs> Sometimes I just start a sentence and I don't know where it'll go. Just like Michael Scott. <laughs> I was going to say that's an office quote. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, classic. Oh, you too. Okay. Oh, man. So. Everyone, Sister Jana has joined us this week on our podcast. Uh, we are discussing a film that Lisa has picked that all Woo! three of us absolutely adored watching for mm. all of eternity. Mm-hmm. And Lisa was tired of not watching it, which is why she picked it with JMO specifically as a guest, because this was one that we couldn't do without her. Without JM. Unbeknownst to right. us, JM is just blissfully watching this movie every Christmas <laughs> yeah. while the two of us just <laughs> suffer in silence, not letting her know. Okay, not letting her know that we haven't had access for me. since the podcast we started. We need communication here. I would have been like, oh, let's get it done. So, But we had to keep the trivia a surprise. This is the, this is the this whole is crux. Where, this is where oh. we ran into trouble. Okay. <laughs> Our dependence on trivia. Man, those trivia zones really nip things in the pud sometimes. They really tie us up in knots. They do. They've oh. altered your lives forever. They have. Sure, actually, yeah. In, weird in ways, a way. They yeah. certainly have. <laughs> okay, awesome. Lisa, why yes. don't you talk about the movie for the week and uh, a little synopsis for this bad boy? Absolutely, absolutely. So the movie I chose was the 1994 version of Little Women, uh, starring Winona Ryder, Kirsten Dunst, Susan Sarandon, Claire Danes, Christian Bale, Gabriel Byrne, um, Samantha Mathis, and a whole bunch of others. And basically, if you don't know the plot of Little Women or have no concept of it, it follows four sisters, uh, Meg, Joe, Beth, and Amy, and their family uh, in Concord, Massachusetts during the 1860s when the Civil War was going on. And basically, it just sort of follows their trials, tribulations, romances, heartaches, illnesses, everything that they sort of face as a family, as a group of sisters together, and how they all sort of have to grow and change and become their own people, as hard as that is, right? And that transition from childhood into adulthood. And there are also, um, Christian Bale plays their neighbor, Lori, who becomes a very close member of their family in a way, and how they all sort of stay connected over the years for this. I'm going to keep it really simple. We're going to go into more details when we're through, but this one is basically just following their lives and their relationships together, as well as with their mother, played by Susan Sarandon, who is their the bedrock of the family. Like, she's the one who keeps them all together, who sort of uh, keeps them, helps them through their struggles while also letting them figure stuff out on their own. And this was our version that we loved the most and mm-hmm. watched over and over again, and uh, which, um, you know, has the most nostalgia and which we hold up every other version to. Um, mm-hmm. So know all that going in. If you have a different favorite version that is totally cool, this is ours. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to go into the takeaways from childhood. And I feel like it's best if we kind of do maybe like a rotation of yes. taking turns, because I feel like we'll all want to chime in with each person's point, knowing how we are as people. <laughs> so I just kind of feel like if we do a little bit of like a round robin situation as we go, I think that might be the best way to to, to, to handle this? A- attack yeah. this, this <laughs> yeah. question. I think, okay. 
I think it's good. I think your approach with structure okay. is a good one. Thank you. Thank structure. you, JM. Structure is key for us. Structure okay. is key, because otherwise this will be five hours. It's a free-for-all, for sure. Okay, so, JM, uh, so the first question that we kind of go about talking about uh, in every episode is takeaways from childhood, um, favorite scenes, things you didn't understand or maybe misremembered, and then you watched it and you're like, I didn't get that, or I forgot about that, or this is my favorite part, or what have you. Um, is there anything you want to jump us off with? I know, obviously, like the answer is basically like the whole movie, but if you could narrow yeah. it down, you can do some specifics, something th- yeah. that you remember vividly. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's so it's funny because I, I this is such a classic for me, and I watch it. I do watch it every year, um, so it's hard to think back to how I thought about it as a kid. Because it's like, I almost feel like I like different things as I grow older, or like mm. I see things differently as I totally. grow older. Like, even this round, like, I was like, oh, I relate more to this storyline than I did to another storyline back in, in the day. So, I I think as a kid, um, as a kid, I loved Joe's character. Like, I just, <laughs> like, I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's me forever, you know? Like, and, um, but I would say probably the the biggest letdown as a kid was that she never she didn't end up with Lori. Like mm-hmm. I always thought she should end up with Lori. Me too. I thought and the same I thing. just I just and so as much as I love this film, I was just like, oh, I, that never sat well with me when I was young. Like I was just like I didn't really get Professor Bear, and mm-hmm. uh, I didn't get why she liked him. It didn't make any sense. That's so interesting. That's like, so interesting. And I was like, like, I was he's like, not this... Lori. That's not. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, how do you yeah. turn down this guy? Who's yes. Clearly the right match to this guy. And then I just, and then because I thought he was such a good match for Joe, I just never got the Amy storyline. Like, I was just like, why is he mm-hmm. with Amy? You know, like, I just, and, and I think the, oh, wait, are we round robining or? Well, sorry, we are, but can that? you, well, why don't you, so how do you feel now about that? Well, now I no, now I get it more. Like I actually, um, now I get it more. Like watching the Professor Bear scene, he's a quieter character, Um, and she's not so. um, She's more observing him. You know, like I think with Lori, like when I watched their dynamic this round and I was really trying to study it I guess for the podcast is I'm like <laughs> you know with Lori she was also dominant in a way like she like she knew she liked him right off the bat she brought him into the society like she was just like okay he can be our you know but but when I listened to her like kind of throughout she was very much like pushing any kind of romantic anything away like she's like Mm -hmm. stop swooning he's just Lori like he's just you know he's our friend he's you know he's like so when I rewatch it even though they have such great chemistry together if I'm really listening to her words and what she's saying is like she's not ready for marriage she doesn't want to she doesn't want any of that and this is like her you know great friend and just doesn't really see him in a different light um and then when I watch her with Professor Bear I feel like she's watching him like he's quieter he's more reserved and she's also 
out of her element and watching him. And there are things that, you know, like he does, like when he's playing with kids on the floor and pretending <laughs> to be like a tiger or bear or whatever. And, and, you know, and the kids grab the oranges out of his pockets and stuff like that stuff she would have done. Like mm. it's almost felt a little bit more like she didn't feel comfortable in that house to be herself and to be her rambunctious kind of free spirit. But she was watching someone else who, who was that, who mm. was that with the kids and then, you know, and made space in the conversation with the, with the, with the university students. Like the, they were all men in the house, like talking about their theories and philosophies and, and they would, and she never felt quite comfortable jumping in or having a voice, at, but he made space for her. Cause he thought that was an important, like he wanted to hear what she had to say. He just, he wanted her opinion in the mix and so he was able to kind of like throw that in and I think he challenged her writing wise in a way that she was never quite comfortable with but she did take his advice you know like mm. she did so I don't know as I watch it I, it, it just like you know I think he <clears throat> I think there was a lot to him in a quieter way mm that she was observing and watching and liking and building towards that I could see why, um, why she, she went with him over, you know, this childhood friend. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I it's felt like the a... same way from childhood as you, what you're describing a hundred percent. I thought, I thought the exact same thing. Lisa, did you think the same thing? Cause you said, Oh, interesting. So did you? Um, so, well, I did love her relationship with Lori a lot and I freaking loved Lori. It was what this movie and Newsies was like, well, Christian Bale will be the love of my life forever. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as a 10 year old, I was like, ah, you are the one uh, between this role and that one. I was like, I love you, sir. Um, and it's solidified forever. It's forever. In my yeah, life. Um, it's so true. I will always love that. Is a through line through adulthood for you. Yeah, yeah. it's still there. It's yeah. still there. I still love him. Um, so while I did love the two of them together, I actually really liked her and Professor Bear. Mm. I as a kid was like he's really sweet I liked his love like I was really like he's quiet he loves books he knows how to talk <laughs> yeah, well, yeah I guess that makes sense <laughs> with your personality <laughs> and the thing that got me as a kid and as and through many re like even as a teenager when Laurie does his proposal to Joe which I always hated oh. I hated it yeah, I hated it as a scene. kid I hated okay. it as a teenager it was the so hardest hard to watch. thing to watch but yeah. it was hard because he doesn't listen she keeps telling him no, and he keeps overriding it and explaining why it's going to be different, why it's going to be better. And one of the things he says, and as a teenager, I was like, that doesn't work. He basically was like, I'll let you win. I'll let you win oh, every yeah. argument. And it's like, that is not, yeah. A, you won't, and B, yeah. that's not a good plan. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. How you have that a doesn't sound healthy. Yeah. So the way yeah. he talks about it. And the way he feels for her is very much like, I get it, but also at the same time, it's not genuine. It's not mm. equal. And she, you're right. She bosses him around. He feels like he's part of the family. And because he's lonely, he's alone all the time until he meets them. 
right? And he's sort of been dragged across Europe and he's got disreputable parents and then he's suddenly back and he's got this very stern grandfather. And there are these sisters who are just so fun and who provide, who help him from his loneliness and open up, right? So that's what he wants. And so as an adult rewatching it, it's very interesting when he's having that conversation with Amy in the carriage. Um, so Amy has to be sent oh, yeah. to Aunt March's, uh, their great Aunt March, because Beth has contracted scarlet fever and Amy's the only sister in the house. Uh, Meg and Joe had it when they were little, so they're fine. But Amy hasn't, so they have to send her away to protect her health. And she gets sent to Great Aunt March, who everyone's terrified of and doesn't really like. And she's very upset in the carriage talking about it. And what's interesting is Laurie's response is to say that he'll visit her every day because he understands what that loneliness is like. Mm. And that connection mm. starts there. And then when he talks to Amy, Amy, when she's an adult, what I appreciated as an adult, he didn't quite get as a kid. But I will say that while I love Professor Bear, I wouldn't have been like upset if she had ended up with Laurie, but I was happy <laughs> that she ended up with Bear. I was like, this guy's awesome. He's mm -hmm. oranges in his pockets. He always gives her flowers. He takes <laughs> I need a man opera. who has oranges in his pockets. I know, pockets. you know, the opera scene, like, especially yeah. now as an adult, I'm just like, it's oh very, 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 very romantic. <laughs> oh, I love it, right? Like, it's like, we're so yeah. poor. We don't have the right clothes. Yeah. How are we ever going to go to the opera? And he just knows theater people who let him sit in the rafters oh, and they watch backstage. it from the side. And I'm just like, oh my God. It's, it's so really lovely. Like, that is it the is. way to see the opera. And he's like, like translating like, it exciting. for mm -hmm. him. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. It's, and it like fits perfectly with his feelings in that moment. Like adult Pauline just now watching it was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. I yeah, want to go yeah. on this like, date. Yes, right? please. Like, best date ever. Like, Cam, can we go to the opera? But like, <laughs> yeah. different. Different than what you think. <laughs> yeah. My treat. Not buying a ticket. You yeah. need to to make friends We're with the theater technician. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway. The theater technician. Um, and then it's interesting watching adult Amy and Laurie, because Laurie's quite adrift, right? As an adult, he doesn't know what to do with himself. He doesn't want to be forced into the role his grandfather wants, but he doesn't really know what to do. So he's drinking, he's carousing, he's kind of just unmoored, especially after the bad proposal. And Amy calls him on it. Amy calls him on his behavior. Amy tells him he needs, like, she doesn't like him like this, that he's not suitable, that she doesn't want anything to do with him because of how he's behaving. And she's very upfront about how she wants to marry someone rich. She'd rather take someone rich than someone who doesn't care for her, right, at all, and is poor. Mm -hmm. She's like, if you love me, great. But if you don't love me, I'm marrying rich. And that's been my plan since I was a kid. And you know, I kind of admire at that time period. I'm sure she was not the only one. Oh, oh yeah, I think that was the goal. Well, that was the big even, factor. They were even talking about that with like Meg the whole time. It was the yep. eldest. Who's she gonna marry? You know, going after the March boy is the best thing that ever. Ha Sorry, the totally Lawrence the, boy is the, the best Lawrence thing that ever boy. happened to the <laughs> yep. Marches. Like, oh yeah, well because right? I mean that was that's how the they time. survived. Yeah. Like yeah. women couldn't get jobs and get yeah. money, you so they had to. You can't vote. Like, Whoever yeah. they married, like that was going to decide their life and that yeah. could possibly decide the life of the rest of the family, right? Like if, if the eldest married someone wealthy, then all of a sudden the suitors that the younger sisters had, mm. like more people would be drawn to it, right? Because it would mean that they wouldn't have to take care of the household yeah. on their own, right? Totally. So it's like, oh God, oh, if everyone's so many wealthy, other then all of a sudden it, yeah. like it, it, so it's, so yeah, I mean, marriage was... Marriage was, was more a contract. Well, yeah. Contract. Like contract it was... and exchange. And being, yeah. 
a spinster as they kind of joke about being when they if they're not going to get married or whatever that's like a bigger deal than in terms of like if you don't have a spouse who can support you financially if you don't Mm -hmm. have the ability to hold lands if you can't vote what like you are adrift you as a person are adrift as you are depending on everyone else's charity yeah like you you actually are are on the whims of everyone else and so it really has such a different connotation back then and then it does now obviously and Mm -hmm. so it's just a it was a different world obviously but go on lisa with what you were saying well and so they're they fit each other way better as adults because she challenges him he has to reassess how he thinks and feels about her he um and they their own they are both materialistic in different ways. They fit each other way better and their temperaments fit and they're honest with each other, which I appreciate by the end. Um, I So I, as an adult watching that, as a kid, I didn't fully get that. As a kid, I will say that I was like, well, at least Lori's in the family. <laughs> I'm not Amy's happy. Amy's always too. loved yep. Lori. Mm-hmm. This is an okay, like, they seem okay. Like, this will be fine. <laughs> like, I, was, yeah. I wasn't like angry about it. I was more like, okay. Like, I, I kind of get it. I didn't fully grasp it, yeah. but I was fine with it. And because I loved Professor Bear so much and how happy Joe was with him, I was like, well, that story is perfect. And Meg's story was way finished before this. And we all were fine with that. Like, I was like, it's poor Amy and Laurie who kind of have to muddle, but they seem like they yeah. can hack it. And then as an adult, it's, it makes way more sense. As an adult, I was like, oh, of course. Like, this See, is exactly what's going to happen. So as an adult, that was kind of the only thing that I was like, I got joe and professor bear but i what you're describing like even as you're describing i'm like i guess you're right but i really i didn't feel the chemistry i guess no there isn't chemistry there isn't chemistry with the actors so i just kind of felt yeah like yeah it was almost like anticlimactic like it was actually Mm -hmm. watching it as an adult but i was like you know how they had had that talk about uh reese witherspoon playing amy the whole way through i almost wish because I just, there's something about how different the actress as older Amy is yeah. from Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, and so that was, uh, I agree. It just, yeah. It's you're just too missing, jarring. It is. It's a very distinct. What I, what I will say is what they should have done is matched her better. Mm. I really love Kirsten Dunst as young Amy. It, even too, as a kid, too, I was like, too. she's awesome. The chemistry she has with the whole cast, how they totally, interact. Yeah. Samantha Mathis is lovely, but she has no chemistry with any yeah. of them. Yeah. She I was like so disconnected yeah. and they really needed someone else. I think if they had gotten someone who fit the energy of Kirsten Dunst as an adult, yes, it would have been 100%. fine. It well, would have been that's... great. And that's kind of yeah. the thing is I I don't disagree with that. I just think I think mm-hmm. if the options were Kirsten Dunst and some other person and Reese Witherspoon just pay, playing the whole thing through, I'm kind of like the safest bet, especially because my struggle was no one else looks different. Like they mm. tried to age them as best as they could, but really in reality, how do you age Christian Bale? You give him a goatee, you give him a mustache. <laughs> that's all we can do. And even like, then, you're kind of like, yeah, yeah. You change the hairstyle of Winona Ryder ish. And then you're like, okay, sure, yeah, she's older. Like it's been four years. Really does look the same. And four years yeah. isn't enough time for, for having that to look yeah, that to turn into Samantha Mathis. Yes. That's well, the, well, and I, Samantha well, Mathis also felt older than everyone. Older. Like, yeah, I guess, like, That's like because... I don't know why they went so old with her because I think like like the jump from and I also think it was hard because they kept the makeup with uh, Claire Dane so that she never Looked, quite recovered yeah. right so she, but but I think the cut scene on it, it almost 
almost like through you because you're like, oh, Beth is still sick. So how many years is this? Like, I don't really like this could have just been like the following year or something. But then you see Samantha Mathis and she looks like like 10 years older than than Claire Danes. Claire Danes and you're yeah. like, OK, like I don't like what is happening. So I think I think she was the wrong. Like, I almost think if they had put Reese Witherspoon in as the older one. Right. Like and played mm. her to make her look older I actually think that would have fit a little bit more in terms of the timeline well um, and and the reason they pick Samantha Mathis is even though I know we're saying her name a lot and I have a feeling most audience members are like who who um she at the time was a big up-and-comer and was in quite a few sexy roles and so no doubt part of the like they I have a feeling the casting decision was almost kind of based around who else would be kind of a draw and who else would come across as like a beauty kind of thing but she is she's older than the other cast members what I will say is the most recent Little Women had Florence Pugh play Mm -hmm. Amy the whole way through and it worked to a point the issue I had with that so this is the thing I get what you're saying I think Amy's tricky no matter what decision you make because Florence Pugh worked perfectly for Amy when she was older I loved her she was actually the strongest part of the film when she was older when she was younger it didn't work yeah because instead what works for Kirsten Dunst is her behavior when she burns the manuscript for example it's awful yeah Mm -hmm. right like you're like oh my gosh this little kid just burned Joe's like manuscript she's been working on for how long for like year like you don't know like it's like months and months of writing at least and Kirsten uh Amy in a fit of anger because she can't go to the opera with them and she's left out she tosses the manuscript into the fireplace and Joe finds it and Joe loses her temper and you know starts attacking Amy and gets pulled apart but Amy's behavior is that of a child who is yes. a brat mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah. who who does it and then regrets it right like it's that kind of oh my gosh I did this because I'm super angry and now I realize that this might have been a bad call I may right? have yeah. overreacted <laughs> that was an overreaction and everyone else is really mad at me and I'm realizing this was a mistake I went too far whereas when Florence Pugh does it in the movie and I'm it's a choice but it makes it more malicious because she's yeah. older she knows better this is intentional it can't be just a bratty kid's fit of temper this is a teenage girl's absolute choice to be like well screw you yeah I'm destroying the thing you love most and so it it hits differently so I think it depends what you want your movie to come across and to be honest that I really struggled with when I watched the new one but as a result you struggle with Samantha Mathis so it's really I'm like I don't think there's necessarily a great option (laughs) yeah but I think think they maybe need a different actress yeah, I think that was I, yeah, and I think if they work together, you know, like I think mm. having like it felt like almost like Kirsten Dunst didn't even meet Samantha Mathis. Like, yeah, they didn't spend any time together. They didn't. They didn't spend any time <laughs> together. Like, I, it, it feels like you know, one played the character how they wanted, the other one played the character how they wanted, and the director was like, whatever. I think we maybe need a little more direction well, and that's, in I some way. Or totally, like, you know. Because even just thinking about Aunt Kirsten Dunst, not that we need to continue on this, like, we can end this <laughs> tangent, but Kirsten Dunst, you know, she's like, I want to be Lady Violet, and I'm, oh, and she fixes her nose and all the things, and all of those things get, she has, like, feathers in her hair, and then, like, yeah. none of that happens in in 
older Amy. Yeah. Who's only four years older. So, like, they didn't even keep, like, the curled hair the same to keep, like, youthfulness yeah. to it. And they don't, they don't even, she doesn't even mm-hmm. have, like, the same kind of, like, tone of, like, I don't, I want to be Lady Violet. Like, she's not dramatic yeah, like, the way Kirsten Dunst is about yeah. life and romance and, and Teddy and whatever. And so she's very, she's very proper. Like she becomes mm-hmm. very she becomes proper. Yeah. The, one of the most proper of all the sisters, and to be honest. I like that when she goes to Europe. To me, that almost makes sense from a Europe standpoint. But like, even in the in-between there, before she, but when That's you first see like. her, yeah. she's already like that. And I'm like, she's yeah. already playing this part of someone who's like going to get cultured in Europe and she hasn't gotten that yet. So yeah. I totally agree, Jam. I feel like, there's just mm-hmm. such a disconnect. That would be yeah. my main critique of the whole movie. Oh, the whole movie, hundred yeah. percent, is the yeah. Amy needs the second half. And as a kid, I even knew it. I knew yeah. when it would happen, and I'd always be like, "Oh, we lost." Okay. Yeah, and I'd be like, yeah. Now, like she is also now it becomes serious. Yeah. Is also the thing. It's less fun. Well, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. because Joe just refuses Lori. Then you see yeah. Amy roll up in Meg's old dress, the afternoon dress that she wore to the yeah. thingamabob, and tell Joe, hey, oh, you need to get away? For sure. By the way, and March is going to France. I'm going with her. You're not. But you can stay at Plumfield. And so it immediately, I don't like Amy as an adult. Yeah. Like, child Pauline right away was like, there's a lot of things going on that I need to take in, and I don't <laughs> like you coming into yeah. the mix right now. I feel very vulnerable right now. I don't think I'm ready for this. And so... Yeah. I feel like there's also a disservice done to Samantha Mathis as Amy because she gets thrown in right mm. when shit's getting serious and it isn't playful Lori and Joe fun time with a pair in the little house in between their houses and stuff. Like it's a very like heavy conversation. Mm-hmm. So that's the other and, yeah. and again, how she handles it is different yeah. than what you would expect her to do. She's yeah. like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. I'm going to France. Well, but even if it I was know. Kirsten Dunst, she probably would have, but she would yes. have said it differently. She would have behaved like, differently. Yeah, that's like the thing. But, it's like but Kirsten... Kirsten knew her then. Like, we got mm-hmm. used to Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Like, you're not just jarred by this new face and then they're mm-hmm. tre- they're acting that way. Like, you, you, there's a little love you have for Kirsten Dunst already that then is carried through. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and like, Kirsten Dunst, the thing, I mean, she steals every scene, scene. she's in. Like watching it again, I'm like, she is fantastic. Like she, she is, yeah, she's is great. so good. You can't like every scene she's in, she's the one you want to listen to. You want to hear the the delivery on the lines is perfect. <laughs> it's really good. It's, it's perfect. Really good. Like you're like, she's no wonder she won an award. Like she deserved every award. Like she was so good. Her and Joe's dynamic, the chemistry that she had with Winona Ryder. I know. Awesome. Like, those it's two awesome. together are I want them to make brilliant. another movie together. Like, <laughs> so good. Yeah. And I'm like, how did they never go again? Like I'm just like, their chemistry so good it was and so i think mm-hmm. i think the director really like you know i feel like we blame samantha mathis but i think it was really <laughs> oh I no, think no the director yeah. kind of lost lost sight of things in like if you're watching this unfold you know i mean there's only so much you can plan for but if you're watching this chemistry between these two actresses go you you ha- like kirsten dunce was is a stronger person who's like taken on the the she's taken on the essence of this character in such a brilliant way that samantha mathis needs to to go 
go like yield to step her. up you know what that. i mean like yeah. like you need to watch this kid like you need to come in here and watch what she's doing we need to get you the footage so that you're looking mm-hmm. at this because because Amy's personality is so good, so interesting, so like complex as a kid, you know, like you're just, there's a lot there and it's all gone. It's all gone as an adult and that doesn't Mm. happen. Like JM as a kid and JM as an adult, like there's connections. Like Pauline, (laughs) you as a kid, you as an adult, Lisa, you as a kid, you as an adult. Like, like, I'm just like, you don't grow up in like, my child person is gone. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I've person. buried them. I think it's yeah. safe to say like, we wouldn't have this podcast if that were yeah, yeah. even yeah, remotely right? true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. no way, no way no, at all. Not at all. Okay, awesome. so we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. I to think a we need to. <laughs> let's move on to a different thing that we remembered or someone liked. I mean, we really hammered it home with Amy. Um, <laughs> But I do, I, I feel like I just kind of need to say, I mean, favorite scenes, obviously there's like a million of them, but mm. I feel like we need to talk about how amazing Susan Sarandon is in this movie. Oh my God. I didn't I expect to cry as many times as I cried watching this. Like, I know I'm going to cry, yeah. obviously, with Beth. Like, that's not That's just an inevitability. Yeah. But yeah. just some but, of the lines yeah. that Marmy says, that I was like, mm-hmm. shit, mm-hmm. Susan. Yes, yes, everything you're saying. And like, the, the charisma that they all have together. Like, you believe yeah. They're a family. You, oh, 100%. and you believe Susan Sarandon just loves Joe. Like when Joe is Joe is turned down Lori, and she feels fitful, and she's having a little temper tantrum, and her mom is just like consoling her, and she just does such a good job. I just was like, oh, she's mm-hmm. such a good mom. She's well, and the whole job. time that like Joe is pacing and saying her like thing about yeah. how, of course, you know, all this would happen. Her mom just sits there calmly finishing her task because she knows that. you need to get this out. You need to say your thing. And then when you've said your thing, yeah. I will then help. But I'll wait yeah. till you're done. So it's actually this great contrast of her having this intense energy and need to move and being upset. And her mom just calmly folding some rigs. Yeah. Rolling yeah. up yeah. some rigs, listening yeah. carefully and waiting for the chance to be like, okay, I hear you. Yeah, let's find and a she does. And, and like she waits until Joe exhausts herself and sits. <laughs> you know, and she's just like, like she does. She paces. She's like, I'm just throwing away perfectly good wedding, you know, marriage proposal. So and then she just sits and she's like, I nothing fits. I don't fit anywhere, you know. And I think, I think, as human beings, we can have those. Of course, we all have those moments where you're like, nothing is working, and I don't fit here. I don't. This doesn't make sense, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you like, you, yeah, you exhaust yourself and you sit down and then that's, the, you know, that great pause. And then you're right. Then she's the mom that has, you need to go to New York. <laughs> she's like, you, course, need, you, Thanks, you need to leave. You don't yeah. need to stay here. Yeah. That's the wrong choice. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Uh, she's so <laughs> Explore great. Explore the world. Yeah. Well, thinking of like Susan Sarandon, one of my absolute favorite moments, aside from that, that one's fabulous. I mean, all of her moments are great. Oh, she's, she's great so the whole good. Movie. Yeah. But after Meg has had her debut at uh-huh, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. The, the girls' ball, um, she basically has come home to confess her behavior and explain and talk it through because it was hard and it was all these difficult things. And the way that her mom talks and explains, because Meg is confused that, you know, I behave this way and Lori can behave this way and why is that different? And Susan Sarandon's way of explaining the world and way of like listening and comforting and not judging. She doesn't judge Meg for deciding to wear the fancy dresses and act the way she's always wanted to and feel like one of those 
beautiful women who wears the intense silks and, you know, reveals a bit more and drinks champagne and flirts. And her mom doesn't go like, you shouldn't have done that. That's awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you've learned a lesson. It's, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be praised and admired. Just don't make that your only thing. You yeah. like know that you're worth more than that. And that you have other qualities because that'll fade, but your genuine qualities won't. And you want to cherish yeah. them and grow with them. And I was sitting there and I was just like, damn straight you do Barbie. Oh, it's so true. Oh, it's you're so, so right. It's so and good. She's yeah. such a badass feminist the whole oh, movie she's too. A feminist the yeah. whole and way I, through, I definitely, it's like it's safe to say, take away Pauline from, you know, the age of 10 did not get that. Like, I don't think that <laughs> no, was a no. I didn't understand. I like their mom, but I never yeah. really totally understood how what awesome she, she was. Yeah. Like, yes. she's so yeah. awesome. And like, what she said, yeah. she just brings up corsets to Mr. Brooks <laughs> and then like embarrasses the shit out of Meg. And then it's like, but she doesn't care. Like, she just is like, and then to the, to your point, um, Lisa, when she was saying like, What's the difference? Why can Laurie do this and I can't? And it's like, well, he's a man. And that's the reality. And it's just a very... Mm-hmm. Women are judged harder in those situations. There is a harsher judgment. We will get into that in the quotes, I'm sure. But there's yes, just this totally. component to her reasoning and rationale that is that is logical and mm-hmm. it is it is comforting at the same time. It is oh, this is how the world is, but that doesn't mean you have to take it at that value. Just because you want yeah. to feel that way doesn't mean that that's the only way you should feel yeah. in the future totally. and that behavior. Totally. So she's compassionate and encouraging while simultaneously being a realist. Mm-hmm. And I love her for that. Oh, everything about her. Yeah. Well, and that scene where, so after um, Amy has burnt the manuscript and Joe has lost her mind and is you know wailing on her and her mom and, and Meg sort of separate and it's very like you can see the sister dynamics from the beginning right oh yeah Meg comforts Amy Beth comforts Joe the two and like that's how <laughs> yeah. they're always sort of split right like that's that's usually their comfort levels and what I appreciate is when you next see poor Joe and she's in tears in her bed and her mom is gently running her fingers through her hair, which I always love. I love how oh. often their mom just runs her fingers through hair and like it's in a comforting way. Because and I she's, think we also all know how good that feels. Yes, because our like, mom oh my God, or like someone braiding your hair. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh. I'm That's like, the please, feeling in the world. can you please braid my hair? <laughs> please now. Now would be great. I'm going to teach Cam how to braid. <laughs> That's a good idea. You know what? That's Every night before skill. we go to bed. He should understand how important that is. <laughs> how good that feels. Oh, yeah, um, but she's running her fingers in there and she's encouraging Joe to, you know, it's a terrible loss. You got to forgive your sister. Like, event, like she's like, you know, you should. But when Amy comes to the door, her mom doesn't then go, now's a good time. Her mom looks and the, her and Beth just give Amy the silent treatment because while she's encouraging forgiveness, she's not encouraging or forgiving Amy's behavior right off the bat either of being like, it's fine. Yeah. We all should <laughs> get along. This wasn't like she sits there and she's like, leave the room, kid. Like she doesn't say it, but you can tell she's like, now is not the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, get out Amy well and Joe says I will never forgive her and that's Mm -hmm. when Kirsten Dunst hears it and says I'm sorry and Marmee just looks at her as she leaves and doesn't try to stop her or pull back in the room or make Joe forgive her no she's just trying Mm -hmm. to encourage Joe to see the point of forgiveness the the value of forgiveness Mm -hmm. will like she'll want to like it'd be far worse to hold this grudge forever like you feel this way now I think we can all agree (laughs) 
I also would have been mad at Kirsten Dunst's character until she oh. fell through the ice and almost died. And then I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, something it, huge had to happen. Something massive definitely had to happen. Because there, oh. that was like, all oh, right. God. Yeah, all that's the life. Oh, yeah. You're not on Kirsten's side at all. Like, I'm no. not I wasn't no. sitting there going, damn, I hope she forgives her soon. I was like, no. No, that is a travesty. I also <laughs> would be like, ignore her and then just continue on my way. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, when she tells sure. Lori to ignore Amy while they're skating, I was like, that is so perfect and typical of a sister. <laughs> yes. And that's the other thing about their dynamic. Lori's like, oh, Joe's friendship's more important. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lori just listened to everything Joe said. Joe said, well, what we're doing. Joe and he was, like, okay. was the greatest person ever. Right? Yeah. Like, she's the first person, like, when they meet, that's a great scene that I know we all loved. When they yes. go to that yeah. first dance, and, and poor Lori oh, doesn't know scene. anyone. So he's yeah. hiding the whole time behind like a curtain and just sort of observing because he's like, I don't want to meet people. No one knows. I don't know how to talk to them. And Joe is trying to escape a young man who wants to dance with her. So she's like skirting yeah. along the edges, trying to get away from him. But because she's burnt the back of her dress, she can't just walk away like a normal person because she's been told by her older sister that she can't show anyone her skirts that she'll just have to like she has to keep her back, her back to, the back wall. to the wall so she does the and it's time. a brilliant piece so of funny. physical comedy of her <laughs> skirting along the edge of the room to avoid this guy and then basically literally falls into Lori, and that's how they start their friendship because she of course doesn't care about propriety and is far too curious and is all set to just ask him all kinds of questions and totally avoid the dance too so she's like this is great so that friendship right off the bat where he's shy and nervous and a child of scandal suddenly has this immediate friend of course yeah. he thinks she's the greatest person in the yeah world. that's true that's she has true. just saved him of course and yeah, has provided true. him with a bigger family he would do anything for her at that stage so it's very enjoyable to watch their immediate chemistry and then the dancing they're doing together and oh the my god the dancing she's so, just so like cute we laughed so every time it was one of it's our, such a good scene. music is so good like i mm -hmm. laugh before I see them like as soon as that <laughs> song starts I just know what's going and I'm like it makes like that song makes me so happy like that <laughs> you know what I have to say about the music in this the music oh, is perfect. perfect it is amazing the first like when you listen oh yeah especially the if you've seen the film intro? before mm -hmm. like the mm -hmm. intro I'm oh. just like it takes me like it's right there it's like Right yes. there. You know what You're it is right to me? There, you, and you the, have music, the intro starts, and I'm just emotions. like, oh man, I get to watch this movie. Like, <laughs> I know, like, it just, I know exactly I'm like, what this I know. Movie. But then you're also like, I'm both sad and happy at yep. the same time. I'm feeling <laughs> intense emotions immediately and nothing has happened. And then you see like the names of the actors and like Claire Danes' oh, name comes on and, and you're like, heart oh, just goes. Claire. You're like, yeah, yeah we're yeah. going to ride. Yeah. 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 Oh no, totally. it's pure childhood joy. It's well, actually like my favorite part of the movie in a way because I'm like, I know I get the whole two hours to watch things coming up. <laughs> and then I can watch it all over again whenever I want. And it's amazing. Yeah. And it's great. <laughs> and it's childhood. Uh, hundred percent all oh, the way yeah. through and i will say what i appreciate about his score because i am someone who pays very close attention to music and films it is spot on throughout the whole movie at mm, no yeah. point does the music yeah. feel disingenuous or not connecting with the characters and what i appreciate for that horrendously heartbreaking scene of beth's death we've mm, mentioned a few mm -hmm. times i cry every time it's every impossible time. not to damn every time Claire it's Dane impossible not to oh my god oh, like, claire, claire, Dane Dane claire Dane cries 
so like so her cry good. is it so looks good. real it looks like it's... a real person crying because it's not pretty it's not beautiful no. it is genuinely upsetting to watch because you're like she's really upset and crying and i can't handle it oh. yeah. but the yeah, music every time is perfect because so often in scenes in movies when they're like this is sad the music often is almost overwhelming it's like you should be mm-hmm. feeling sad you should be feeling sad here's the music. Oh, especially in the 90s that was yeah. such a thing in the, in the 90s. 90s the 90s were like the music must do everything and you're like music no, must you know tell what? you all the emotions. things happening on the screen here like, like yeah. you don't so need in, music to do all the work and in that scene for most of it there the score is barely there it's very yeah. quiet. Don't hear mm-hmm. it because they're letting the actors do all of it. And it's only at the yeah. very end of it that the music comes in. And even then, it's still very gentle. And it's not fully depressing. It's not like a dirge. It's kind of light and sad. And so mm-hmm. it's very fitting. And it's one of those things that when I, every time I watch it, it just adds to the tears. And then you have Hannah, their housekeeper. Oh, my God. Oh, the petals. The petals off the flowers and putting them over top of yeah. those belongings. Yeah. And every, I'm still crying. I, when I, that scene's happening, I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh 100%. Sure. Like, you're sure. crying well into, like, I don't remember when I stopped crying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no. Like, like, no, me neither. Oh, for sure. Like, like, but it's like, you know, Joe's reaching well, because... out to Lori and Lori's was... not responding to her, so she's alone totally. and she's left and she just goes through the like, Beth's old things in the attic and you're like all of this is so sad like, well, you know, and, like yeah and it oh. goes even like you see her the mom and dad and like yes, so it's and like they're and heartbroken. she's and Winona Ryder sitting at that com- that I was gonna say computer piano, piano and yeah. it's like not playing it and then it goes running to where Lori proposed and you're just like oh my god everything is sad right now so like yeah like there's definitely so tears sad. going on for a yeah. good chunk of time. Uh, yeah, a good chunk Beth's of that thing. Death. And it's yeah. beautifully done. It, it is, is very well done in the movie. And yeah. is, is the incredible. music, the score is fantastic in oh, this film. Man. For it's sure. So no it's question. So good. It's so good. It's so okay. Good. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Everyone take a moment. Think about Beth. It's okay. Shake it off. Is there any other thing we want to touch on specifically before we migrate further? One thing I will say that was totally misunderstood as a kid, because oh, yes. there's nothing to relate to, really. And it wasn't until I was older that I was like, oh, OK, was Amy's desire for limes for her class. I remember as a kid being like, does she mm. mean limes as in the fruit? Like, I genuinely yeah. didn't know didn't what she was talking about. I was like, what? Limes? Is lime a word for something else? It's so weird because I was just on I'm like, but why? Like the concept of fresh fruit being so like such a treat. Well, especially and such a rarity. A citrus, yeah. which you needed. You needed that so you wouldn't get like, you know, scurvy. diseases. Yep. You wouldn't get scurvy. <laughs> and so Vitamin and C, they, baby. Weren't, they weren't rich enough to afford fruit often. It's such a big deal. She gets excited over the orange for the Christmas feast, which is magical. And like Lori always gives them fruit in their special little hiding place kind of thing. Their little house mm-hmm. where they transfer messages. And, and the orange from Professor Bear, right? Like as a kid, it really, I missed the significance of just how important that was and what a treat it was and so the idea that someone would buy limes at school to be popular was like <laughs> i don't understand <laughs> and oh, i that's just reasonable. kind of didn't bother with it i kind of was like sure fine whatever she has the 
lines and then gets in trouble and then she's out of school and it's fine like you don't see them you don't see it happen in the school you just hear about it so I think my brain was just like it's not important just know it gets her in trouble that's the thing we got to take away from this (laughs) yeah (laughs) until I read the book that I was like oh my god oh lines okay lines (laughs) I get it now that is funny I think I I don't think I gave it much thought I think I just was like bothered me limes got it okay weird I don't I don't really know if I want limes but sure like I don't think I've made that connection to you but oh man you thought so strongly about it it bothered me as a kid because I'm like this doesn't make sense that's awesome (laughs) we could just get those at the grocery store what are we what are we talking about here yeah, so I was scary. like, when it came up, I was like, X starring around that one. That's I awesome. That as a thing as a kid. Okay, was there anything else, Jam? Was there anything that you didn't remember or get or understand that I we haven't already talked about? Um, I can't really think of anything. I mean, I think mm-hmm. what struck me as I was watching it was just like how, you know, like I can't think of another movie where I watch sister dynamics done oh. so well like mm. I, I don't I can't think of one where it's just like like I don't and I don't know how to you know like I think they do such a good job of you know I'm just thinking of you know the moment where Joe is curling Meg's hair and she leaves the curling iron on too long and then it burns the hair right off and you know like in that di- in that in, in that situation where like Joe feels horrible everyone's screaming because like shock and horror and you know Meg is like you've ruined me you've, you've ruined my life like I'll never get a suitor and Joe's like you shouldn't have had me do it I don't know what I'm doing I'm so I feel so bad you know and then the other two sisters are like jumping in and and Beth and Amy are like okay it's okay we'll put a bow over it like, yeah. a it. it's beautiful it's like, very we'll... becoming you know and, they'll be and, like, even, and they'll be like you'll have lots of suitors and then Meg's like not if Joe has anything to do with it and then yeah. it switches to Joe's done it on purpose you know and Joe's like <laughs> so then at that point Joe like you can see in Joe's face she stopped feeling bad and now she's like I didn't do it on purpose like, <laughs> well, she's like and the face you know, she, she makes, makes is like a great it's <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah it's like a like, like, eh. yeah what and it's, then yeah. and then you know and then they move to the dance and then when Lori is like you know you know I, he's like oh I've been watching that girl and it's like oh that's my sister Meg she's totally bald in front you know and it's like she you know like only a sister would throw another sister under the bus like that and at the same time like fight to the death for her. you know like, how dare you say that about my sister I'm getting you know like and so the, like, the complexity of sisterhood well, is like I don't even explain that like totally. in all of those moments you hate and love all of them you know what I mean you're fighting for oh, your place and you've been Everything each is, of those you know, sisters you. Right? oh for sure like you've been you've been joe who's made the mistake and it's like oh shit you've been yeah. meg who the mistake has happened to and you're pissed you've yeah. been the other two who are like just comfort them stop the fight it'll be okay <laughs> fix it fix it <laughs> well and even when amy gets um the lines put out in the snow and 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 she got hit by the teacher joe mm. is pissed 
Joe's oh, like, yeah. I'm gonna go beat the tar out of him. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. then like little, like 10 minutes later, she's about to kill Amy for burning her yeah. manuscript. <laughs> like she will defend her to the death for someone else hitting her. And then yeah. as soon as she's wronged, she's kicking her ass and she's not talking to her for a month. Yeah. <laughs> Wait until you're almost dead and then I'll save you. Like that's yeah. actually, I'm like, oh, relatable as It's so relatable. <laughs> and then you're like, and like, and then you can see like when, when, you know, the dynamic of like the older sister wanting to give her the money for the limes and she's like she got the only spare cash the whole family has for the whole month was given to meg as like a thank you for you know uh, probably being responsible and doing things and then she gives it because she knows you know because everyone knows that feeling of being not the cool kid in school and being picked on you know and so it's like it's the equivalent it's the nowadays equivalent to someone being like here go and buy those cool like nike runners and, yeah totally and buy then that the jacket kid having them like stolen at school you know or having them like, having oh, them be like, um contraband at school like you're yeah. not allowed to even have those and how yeah. Meg was like you didn't tell me that you failed to mention they <laughs> yeah, were forbidden yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> so now i have other regrets so she's like i shouldn't yeah. have given it to I you Money. and so it's just like yeah like i shouldn't have done this like why did i trust you and amy's just like i'm sorry like because she knows that she also messed up like it really and the dynamic know, is so perfect and that's yeah. and probably because it was written do, by someone who does the, that well because it's mm-hmm. like it's louisa may alcott based it off of her three like it's her and her three sisters really yeah. it's a semi-autobiographical story um and the other thing too is them the super relatable even as a kid was the dress up the fact of that course. joe wrote plays and then they would all act them out dressed ridiculously <laughs> and having the time of their lives and just every time i was like yep and their reaction when joe's like i brought a new member in and everyone's like no because we do this for fun where no one can watch us how yeah, dare no one you knows what's going on yeah in who will see our secret selves no this is the ultimate betrayal right like you you don't do shit like that so it's just funny to watch all of those dynamics and be like yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, true. Yep. Okay. It's complicated mm-hmm. as fuck. But yeah. it's wonderful. But yeah. we love each other so much. Yeah. And um, you do. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, in the, you know, that there's a quote. I mean, we're not in the quote section, but it's just like, I could never love anyone as I love my sisters. You're like, it is a particular love. Like, it, is, <laughs> like, it is just like, you're right. There's no, nothing's quite like it. And it's so true. Quite explain it's it. so I, accurate. I don't oh, know. Man. But it just exists. Yeah. And I feel so, like that's one. Okay, we don't need to continue. I think I was just about to jump in with something that was unnecessary. So we're gonna we're gonna move on because like, we're already at like an hour. Almost, we're already really far in, okay. which I'm fine with. Okay, so we're gonna move on to the next question. So like uh, we all know the answer to this one. It's gonna be a quick one, but we like to pose the question every time we watch a movie. Um, does this film pass the Bechtel test? Um, JM, do you remember the Bechtel test? Do you want to tell everyone what it is, or do you want me to do it? Or Lisa. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure this one, f- like with flying colors, passes the Bechdel test. Right, but well, what are it? the requirements? Um, you have to have two named female cast members that talk to each other about something other than men. Yes. Fucking A. Well done. Four yeah, right. points, JM. And so this yeah, movie. Yeah, and I would say. Yeah. That's, yeah. 
that's the whole movie. That's, that's the whole that's movie. It. I mean, obviously, they do talk about men at various points. They all, you know, some of them get married, some of them don't, whatever. But it comes up. But that's minimal in comparison to everything else yeah. they talk about. Yeah, it's yeah. not the bulk of the movie. And their movie is about their lives and their their ability to their live and choices. grow as people. And Yeah. yeah. It's just about, yeah, it's about them. And I think it's like a very realistic, I don't know, depiction of their different personalities and their interactions and their struggles. And Yeah. Uh, you know, like the struggle of growing up, I think I really connected that. Where like when Joe was like, everything's changing and moving on. Like, I remember when our older siblings got married. It was hard. It's It's a weird one when you it's such a weird time like it's hard to explain like uh, when you live in a big family with siblings you really get used to everyone being around you know like everyone has their own personality their own their own mix in the in the mix you know like mm-hmm. it's, it's just like it's like every personality adds something to that mix of people that is in your house and then all of a sudden you know someone leaves the house and the dynamics shift like they just change and there's a real loss there um you know and as older siblings kind of keep going away you know it's like then the next one then the next one and there's a different shift there's a different change there's a different dynamic and and your household's quite different, you know, like it, mm. one person really does make a big difference in a household, you know, and, and I think, you know, we joke because we have such a big family that's like, oh, you're going to lose three. It's fine. We still have like <laughs> four more to go. So, like, you know, like it just doesn't, but it's not true. Like, it's not true. I think you'd feel a loss if you only had one sister and that sister left. And then you were like, I'm by myself in the house with my parents is, 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 it doesn't feel any different than if you have seven and you're like, oh, that person's gone now. They're gone and they're not coming back. Like not in the yeah. same way, right? Like mm-hmm. like that it's era a is big different. shift. Yeah, it's 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 not it's never going to be the same, you know. And 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 it changes and changes and changes and and I think I remember that being really sad and hard to mm-hmm. to to process. And I didn't. And I, I think I really connected with joe's character and she just didn't want it to change um and i remember i remember that feeling i i, I remember just being so sad mm-hmm. um but i mean then you but then and then you go off and do your own thing right and, and it's sad until it's your turn you know in a way and then you're <laughs> and then you're excited and then you're like well i'm off to do my own adventure you know and or whatever that is and live my own life but as younger siblings and you're and and people go well, if you're further harder, down the you know? list it's you're... a long time till it's your turn yeah no, right and you're, poor you're kevin didn't get his turn forever <laughs> yeah that poor guy kevin, I know. he waited a long time <laughs> but kevin. even i mean it's so true what you're saying right like that loss of a sibling not in terms of like the loss of actual like loss of life but just the loss of what the relationship was mm. and is and mm-hmm. becomes it's very different there's a yeah there's gaps in it and i think it's one of the things about um, what's so nice about the technology that we have nowadays in, in, in terms of like staying connected, um, yeah, it obviously makes it totally. a lot easier and there's a lot, it's a lot easier to maintain that contact. But um, I mean, even, you know, with siblings that you don't have that closeness to, like in terms of like, like our two older brothers, they don't talk on the phone as much as we do to each other. It's very mm-hmm. safe to say. And so you talk to them, 
intervals here and there as opposed to at home when we all lived together it was the yes. same we really only talked here and there but they were like in the house they were yeah present. they were just they were doing they were, around, they were also yeah. at the table we were all watching yeah. TV together it wasn't like dan and i weren't having heart to hearts like i was i was <laughs> 12 when he was 26 like i was six when he was whatever and so it's like there's just this element of like i don't know like He's there and I'm there. And we're both there together <laughs> yeah. at the dinner table. Well, and, you know, you're cracking jokes and you're watching someone do so. And you're in the, you know, like, like I remember when Trish left, it, it was like, there wasn't cell phones at that time, you know? And so it's like, she was gone and it was just gone. And I mean, she really, she moved, you know, 45 minutes away and we never saw her. Like she, and wasn't even really like, she didn't come home on Sundays for dinner every week. You know, like I just remember it just being this, like she was just gone and like, there wasn't really a lot of phoning or, or there was not like, it was just, it was like a, it was a starkness. It was just like, because she was the first one too. Yeah. yeah, she was the first one, and then when she visited, it was a big deal because you're like, "Oh my gosh, she's back!" And then she'd have to leave again. Yeah. And be like, "This is the worst day ever." She could never visit for long enough. For yeah. Like, yeah, because yeah. we wanted her to basically move back in. You're like, yeah. yeah. You're like, why oh, isn't she's she just back. moving into why the isn't house? She's just here. Like, yeah. why isn't that I can't just walk down, walk over to her room and sit on her bed while she's like doing her hair and makeup and chat with her? You know, like I just, it's like it's it's in those moments I think you know when you live with people in the house. You're you're just wandering you know kind of wandering around the house and like what's so and so up to and you're just like oh you know and so it's like whether you sit down and play a video game with your brother or you know like you you know or like what are Pauline and Lisa playing you know is that something I'm interested in or oh who's watching a movie the answer you know, was like, usually no wandering. usually Dan was not interested in what Pauline and Lisa were playing well and just, you know, if we didn't have that dynamic we wouldn't have seen all the movies we saw right without true. all of those yeah. siblings to be there watching movies that were inappropriate we wouldn't have yeah, really you wandered in and you're like oh what is this you know, like what if I this looks like something my room I time. shouldn't be watching yeah. Yeah. sit and watch lethal weapon <laughs> I mean, yeah. Whoa, they're swearing and there's guns. Let me, let me grab a spot. Totally, I'll stay here totally. the cushions so mom won't see me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You always had an escape room. Like, if you were watching, if you came in, older siblings were watching a bad movie, like a movie you were not supposed to, you couldn't just go jet, like, plop yourself right in front of the TV. You had to, like, sit. Like, I, I remember my spot was always, like, beside the couch on the floor. Yes. I was short enough, like, if I was, like, cross-legged, yes. I could get my head yes. lower than the armrest. Totally. So if mom came down the stairs, yes. I'd hear her. She'd talk to people. And I could escape behind the couch and <laughs> under the pool. Like, I was, like, I had my exit plan. And I'm like, she's never going to see me. But like, I, I, I was in the I'm a ninja. Face. Oh my God. Yeah, 100%. There was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, you and like, I'm ready. There were so many of us. It's not like she's going around oh God, yeah, all like, the kids. She's like, she's no. around here somewhere. She's around here somewhere. Right? And as long as she's not watching the movie, I'm fine with it. So when she did a quick scan and couldn't see me, the assumption was she's oh. playing with another kid. Yeah. She's in her room totally. coloring. Like, Whatever. Uh, who knows yeah. where she is but it's fine that she's not here and I, 
Amazing. <laughs> I love that so much. I love it. So it's so, wow. so okay. <laughs> we do okay. have to shift gears though. We this, do. This episode's gonna Whew. be so okay. ethically long. Here if we, we go. don't shift gears. <laughs> We're gonna pivot, everyone. Okay, so focus up. Myself included. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you're supposed to be keeping us on track. Well, you're the I diligent love one. That you say that like no one else can. Only Polly's <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that. Definitely not me. This is you know I'm not keeping us on track. Okay. James derailed us. Damn, stop it. Yeah. Okay, that's what I do. I derail. Okay. Please stop it. You're right. Stop it. You're right. You did. <laughs> Correct. 100%. And then I love that you blame me. Sister moment. Okay. Here we go. This is the dynamic we're talking about. So we ask the question after every movie in every episode just to give our audience of listeners a little heads up. Um, anything in this movie that's offensive and we always clarify this because offensive sounds like such a stern stark word but it's basically anything that doesn't hold up over time something that maybe hasn't aged well um something that maybe was appropriate at the time but isn't now something that has a really um trigger warning scene for example that we need to make everyone aware of etc etc um jm can you think of anything off the top of your head or that you may have written down in real time of like moments that are offensive or on the verge of being offensive or that our audience just need to be made aware of ahead of time um i mean no this one was i mean it's a period piece so i find that they i don't know things seem somewhat accurate to the period I, I i feel like i guess his it, it, when he kisses her when he proposes her to her and he kisses her without her like takes her by surprise like fully surprised mm-hmm. um so that's not really you know like there's no there's kind of a no warning kiss um which is really to cool jump. anymore you know like <laughs> i feel like you know just go kissing yeah. people but you know um but that one's tricky because you yeah you're like uh, he's so oblivious and not listening to her anyway you know like uh, it sort of fits within his character so so it's not right but i don't know if it's i don't know if it's a character choice or a or a time period thing that like they just were thinking it was okay at the time and Mm. now it's not okay yeah that's a good point that's fair yep um lisa did you have anything i mean they do mention briefly so of course this peripherally takes place during the civil war in the states um and you know that was about some pretty intense stuff but they don't really go into detail with it because they're focusing on the women in the role but they do make a mention of the march family are um temperance people and they don't um they're also abolitionists so they don't buy certain silks because of slavery and they don't buy Mm -hmm. these things and it's awesome because their family doesn't but i mean this film is entirely from a white perspective and entirely yeah. from white yeah. privileged women. And so, I mean, they're, they're poor, but they're not really in comparison. <laughs> they're not actually poor, poor. Um, they're just lower down on the societal run than they used to be. So it's like mentioned, but it's not addressed really. That's not the focal point of the movie, but just know that that is something that is, this is a very particular perspective of that time period. Um, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with the whole Lori kissing without, permission kind of situation um which does seem very fitting with his character of i can fix it <laughs> no, just let me kiss you yeah, if I yeah. Kiss you, you'll understand yeah you'll just yeah you're, 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 you're and missing you're like, the point this it's is like, a terrible proposal laurie and you need to go away <laughs> no. mm-hmm. 
Uh, Pauline, anything else for you? Uh, no, those were the only two things that I had written down. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it, it pretty, holds up very well. It's, it holds up very nicely. It's, yes. it's really yeah. quite pleasant. I mean, I feel like a lot of um, historical fiction or semi-fiction uh, things now would would really not stand the test of time it just mm. so happens that louisa may alcott's family were on the right side of history um thank goodness it wasn't like God. a gone with the wind situation. yeah yeah thank you that's yeah. kind of what i was thinking of that mm-hmm. whole situation mm-hmm. so yeah. i'm like this is yeah. good i i side with this family on all of their values and ideas yeah yeah <laughs> it's perfect how convenient <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Yeah. Continue as you were. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Yeah. So now, before we move on to quotes, which is our favorite part of the whole episode, <laughs> uh, we got to talk about what we would rate this movie out of 10. Um, so there's a multi-part situation here, JM, which I'm sure Lisa um, reminded you of when you uh, were chatting this week. So, JM, the questions okay. to you are as follows. Okay. <clears throat> After watching this movie... Now as an adult, does it hold up to your childhood expectations? I mean, you watched it last year, but you know what I mean. Um, (laughs) Would you recommend watching this movie to others? And if you would, who would you recommend it to? Will you watch it again? And and what would you rate it out of 10? Oh, I'm going to be so... I know I'm going to be so biased. Like, I... I... (laughs) Yes. I mean, I we think know that we know i think it's yeah. pretty obvious yeah how we've i mean this whole episode <laughs> yeah so i mean will i watch again absolutely it's like one i watch almost every year at christmas uh like because it's kind of there's some parts of it that take place at christmas so i usually it's usually a november watch for me like i'm like mm-hmm. oh it's the lead into christmas season season and um yeah so yes uh, would i recommend it to other people yeah i i do think it holds up I mean I don't know if I think if you're if you have sisters yeah you're gonna you're gonna watch this and it's gonna be funny like there's a lot of comedy in it which I think um I don't know if people would necessarily assume by the title or oh god it's a period piece and women and must be about love stories and the truth is that there's not a lot of love story in it really like it's actually it's really you're watching them like if you're curious of what it's like to to be sisters I think that you know if you're curious in any way of like what do sisters do with their time? You know, I think this is, a, you know, watch this. This is kind of what happens, you know, like this is, I think, um, like accurate. So I think it's funny. Like, it's funny. Like they, they, they poke fun at each other. They make comments and, and in a way that is very, very much what sisters do. Like, I just, I don't know. I think it just feels very right, right on. Um, you know, I don't know. I guess if you don't really like women, you don't <laughs> want to watch this. Like, it's in general. Like, it's you're really like deterred by the bigger title. issue. Yeah, and I think that's a bigger issue. Like, and you maybe gotta you go should to watch it so that maybe you have, grow a better understanding of women and maybe you'll like them. Like, I don't know. Maybe this is the turning oh, point. God. Maybe you're like, I hate women. And I watch it and you're like, actually, I love them. I understand them better now. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, Jim, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely this is the plan. <laughs> I think if you know, don't like women, they're probably not listening to our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's tells true me they too. didn't make it past the intro. They're <laughs> like, oh god, I didn't realize it was sisters, even though they yeah. said 
said that in the description. <laughs> but I also think if you like any of these actors or actresses, mm-hmm. like I think you will love them in these roles. Like yeah. I think this is my favorite Winona Ryder role. Like I, I love her in a lot, and I, I think this is my favorite. Same with Kirsten Dunst. Like I love Kirsten Dunst, and she is so good in this movie. Like she's mm-hmm. just so good. Like Eric Stoltz is so sweet. Laurie is so lovable. Like you, like you, like Kirsten, ba- Christian Bale. Like I just, yeah, you're right, Lisa. Like you, with newsies in this one, he solidified. Like I'll watch whatever movie he's in. Like I don't <laughs> think I do. Like I'm like I've liked him since he was a kid. I thought he was great. Like it was just he's so good, and I think um, and Susan Sarandon is so good in it. Like she's mm-hmm. just, she's really good. So I feel like if you want like good acting and I think actors in really great roles that suit them very well Claire Danes too like oh my gosh like I just wow like uh, that's a heartbreaker every every time it's such mm-hmm. a heartbreaker mm-hmm. um but I yeah what was the other question <laughs> what were you rating out of 10 you know I would rate it uh I'd rate it a nine but and I and I take one point off because of the older Amy character. But mm. I'm just like, uh, I wish like if that was like honestly, if that was a stronger cast, or they had approached it differently, like that that I think it would be flawless. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like honestly, like I just like she. That's the part where I'm always like a little bit like it's when Kirsten Dunst is gone. And yeah. just like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm sad. I'm a little, I miss her. I yeah. miss, I Me miss, too. because it feels like you miss the, you're missing a character. You're like, oh, mm. it, yeah, you're just, it, it's unfortunate. I miss her in it. And I think that really came through on the last, this last watch. I was like, I, I was enjoying her. I'm enjoying her so much that I miss her. And she's gone. And now I'm just with blank, blank person, which yeah. is unfortunate. But yeah, so I would say nine. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Lisa, do you want to go next? I will go quickly because I feel like there's not a whole lot to say differently than JM. I still love this movie. I'm very happy I finally got to watch it again after all this time. So, oh, huzzah! It's yes. on the table now from now on. Yeah. Um, I get to watch it whenever <laughs> I want to watch it whenever I choose. Uh, I love it. I love the performances. This was quite an important film as a child it has stayed important i own it i have it streaming because i love it so much it is just a really comfort film i love the dynamics i love the acting again as we said the weakest point is when they shift the amy character and that's unfortunate for such a incredibly strong film to have that traction lost i would say is what it feels like you lose a step when you're watching the film you get back into it but you lose a step um in terms of so holding up i would say for sure i know this is coded in nostalgia as you all are aware for 100% in that um but i would say i love all the characters i love the dynamics for the most part i think it's quite good the score is excellent all of that's awesome in terms of who i'd recommend it to it's tricky because i know a lot of people who really love the new one and this is very different from the new one so if you want to try watching it just to see a different dynamic but i get it if you don't love it as much because there seems to be that thing where you connect with a little woman version and that is your version and Mm -hmm. if this Mm -hmm. isn't it cool 
if this was one that you watched growing up and haven't seen in forever, rewatch it. I feel like it holds up. There'll probably be some really lovely, heartwarming scenes you forgot about. If you've never seen an adaptation of Little Women, this is a great one to start with because it's very genuine, very true to the novel itself, the spirit of the novel. The performances are excellent. It's an easy one to get into. Um, so go for it. This one's as highly reviewed as the other one that came out recently. So critics still write and quite enjoy this one too. Um, who I wouldn't recommend it to, I think you already know. If this is a movie you don't want to watch, then don't watch it. If this, if all of our discussion has made you have no interest, carry on with your life. Otherwise, I'd say it's a pretty wide-loved film and has great acting for the most part. So you might as well just enjoy all of these lovely actors. Uh, in terms of how I would rate it out of 10, through pure nostalgia alone, it does get a 9 as well from me. I... I love this movie. And as we say, even just the opening music makes me feel really happy and sad at the same time. So not a lot of movies do that. This one holds a special place. Pauline. Yeah, I mean, I really also don't have anything to add. Basically, exactly how both of you feel, I feel the same way. <laughs> I think this movie is so effing good. It's, it's so wonderful. The whole... I, I couldn't watch it as early as I had wanted to watch it. It was a process. And I was just like, all I want to do is watch Little Women right now. I just was like, I was so, I was getting grumpier and grumpier. And Cam was like, you should just go watch your movie. Because I was just like, why is everything taking so long right now? And then as soon as I sat on the couch and that opening music played, I was like, ah, this is going to be awesome. And it was. And it was everything I wanted it to be. So, I mean, I really have no complaints. It was Great to watch. It was everything I wanted to be. All my favorite scenes are there. All the great lines, all the great mm. acting, all the great characters. Like, it really is awesome. I am in the same boat as both of you in my scoring for it. If that transition to Amy's character had been better, it would be a 10 out of 10 yeah. for sure. But yeah. I also planned on giving it a 9. So it gets 9s <laughs> across the board, Woo! which is yeah. awesome. That's pretty impressive. That's very impressive. I, it's rare that I think all three of us would agree this strongly on the movie. So yeah. I love yeah, that so true. much. Years that's later, we, we would have very different later. opinions usually. Different yeah. opinions on everything. I mean, like, yeah. Jam, you should watch Labyrinth. Let's have a talk. <laughs> oh, God. No. Don't, so, don't. so anyway. anyway. <laughs> things are better left unwatched. I don't want to hear your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Pauline. It's um, okay. Uh, so anyway, it was really honestly, I loved it. And you know, I have to say, if there's ever a moment where I'm missing sisters, yeah. I feel like this mm -hmm. is a really great movie to just yeah. make me feel like, man, it feels like family. Like that's yeah. actually yeah. the interaction of yeah. them. So I feel like it's going to be, I purchased it to watch it for the streaming purposes. And now I'm just jacked. I get to watch it all the time like actually I think mm -hmm. if I'm ever feeling like I miss family I think this yeah. is the movie to watch oh, to 100%. be honest yeah. Um, yeah. Agreed. so that's for me so I mean I, recommending it I'm going to go with what Lisa and JM said as well I don't think I need to elaborate on that but I really just feel like uh, you know if, if this was a movie you watched from childhood that you loved I it held up you should yes. still watch it yeah, for everyone it else did. I can't say whether yay or nay for you <laughs> but if you loved this movie you will still love this movie it's still great mm -hmm. yep 100%. Okie dokie. We're going to have to limit time. this bad boy. <laughs> We're going to do a little round robin action here. So, uh, JM, we'll start with you as the guest. Uh, one of the favorite quotes that you have for this movie. Oh, my favorite quote is um, 
your hair, your one beauty. That's my <laughs> favorite quote. When Amy when so cut off her hair and she refuses to go. She refused to go and ask their like rich Aunt March for money because she, they like she doesn't want to be demeaned essentially by their aunt. So she goes and sells her hair. So she chops it all off. And then Amy's response, like everyone's like, "That's so heroic!" You know, you're saving. You know, because their mom, their dad got injured in the war, and their mom has to go by train to 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 get him. And uh, and Joe goes and sells her hair to get the ticket to go to get her mom mm. to see her to get to her dad. And then, yeah, Amy's response, no, Joe, you're one beauty. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and again, it's such a younger sister moment to say. I just wouldn't even think twice about it. Um, one of my favorites is, mm-hmm. so it's one, in, in one of the scenes where all four sisters are in their dress up, uh, they're all playing gentlemen <laughs> with a, the Pickwick paper is their newspaper and they all write articles and stories for it and it's great. <clears throat> Anyway, they're having a little talk about it um, in the little attic that they're at. And um, Claire, Claire Danes' character, Beth, mentions the neighbors and how they really have a beautiful piano. Mm. And Joe okay. says, wait till I'm a writer. I'll buy you the best piano in creation. And Amy says, and if she doesn't, you can come over and play mine. <laughs> I know. I love Amy. And I love that then she follows it with, when I marry, I'm going to be disgustingly rich. Like that. <laughs> it's all totally at the piano because I'll have all the money. But I'm not buying you one. No, I'm no. buying you me just, one. You can come over to my piano. house and use mine. <laughs> Even though Amy does not play. Like, it's great. Oh, Amy does not so play funny. the piano. Nope. It's awesome. Okay, Lisa, what's one of yours? Uh, one of mine is actually in that same scene, and it's uh, May. They they're discussing money. They they go in, and Meg tells them that you know we shouldn't have all this money talk. It's not refined. And Joe's response is, "Well, if lack of attention to personal finances is a mark of refinement, then I'd say the March family is one of the most elegant families in Concord." <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a great line. line. Yeah, yeah, it's a very well written line that. Yeah, I don't know if it's straight from the book, but man, and she's it's got a good such line. a smirk when she says it as she's sipping her tea. I just, yeah. I love her. All right, Jam, what's your next one? Oh man, I wrote it down and I can't find it. Uh, my, we can help you. The out. one, um, well, okay, I'll, I'll go to another one and then I'll come back when I find it from in my. I've written, I've written so many down that I've got to do like three, and I have like. 50 on different pages <laughs> the whole movie is written out here in front of me yeah totally <laughs> the um, um yeah so okay another one i liked was i want to do something different i don't know what it is yet but i'm on the watch for it <laughs> is a joe line and i think i just like connect to her like she's just so lost like she's just mm. like i don't know what i'm mm. doing I don't, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't, I just, I know I need to do something other than what's happening right now. Like, and I, but I'm on the watch for it. And I just mm-hmm. like the way she says it. I love the delivery. I think, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know. It's a great line. Oh, it's a great, mm-hmm. it's a great line. What's your next one, please? Um, uh, it's when Joe and Meg get to go uh, to the theater with Maury and Mr. <laughs> Brooks. And she is now in charge of Amy's schooling because Amy has been uh, taken out of school after being hit. And Joe is in charge of supervising her education, mm-hmm. much to both of their chagrins. And Joe 
is like, okay, I've marked all this. You're way behind in algebra. Here it is. I've marked all these pages. You do them. And she's like, I won't have a sister who's a lazy ignoramus. And then there's a pause as like Kirsten Dunst is sitting there pouting. And she's like, and don't sulk. You look like a pigeon. And then Amy's like, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just, of course, the sister would say to another sister, and don't sulk. You look like a pigeon. And of course, the, the sister's response would then be to coo like a pigeon. She'd be like, <laughs> of Sorry. course. Yeah. And I'll be a pigeon. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm a pigeon. <laughs> okay. That's one of yours, Lisa. One of my favorites is after Amy has been struck by the teacher and they're all in an uproar at the house, and Joe is pacing after saying that she's going to strangle Mr. Davis. Um, the mom goes, Joe, you must not resort to violence. I will write this man a letter. And Joe's response is, a letter. That'll show him. <laughs> yeah, she, she has such good delivery on that and then, one. It's and then so her mom funny. just gives her a look and she looks away. <laughs> yeah, like she kind of like, uh, she doesn't make eye contact after she said it because she knows that she shouldn't have said it. Oh, classic. But, yeah. Yeah, that delivery is really good. You definitely see the power dynamic of that relationship instantaneously. It's yeah. great. JM, do you have another one? oh yeah yeah i mean i love i, mean, <laughs> I love I, okay i have two more so i'll I'll just i hope we go another round we will so i, I feel like i like okay. um, i really like amy's line i love the way amy uses words like she's trying to use them but it's like she's not quite getting them and when they're playing dress up it's like she's like i'm exhaustified of being the boy <laughs> <laughs> just like she like lounges on the on the couch mm-hmm. and I don't know I just love it I love it well and throughout the whole movie she says words wrong and it's great because the other sisters all kind of exchange this knowing look of yeah that's Amy using words she doesn't quite get yet yeah <laughs> okay it's cute it's cute What's your next one, Pauline? Um, okay, so one of the other ones that I loved is when Lori is going to Harvard and Joe is helping <laughs> him pack for Harvard and she's upset that he's going because she really wants to go to college. She she tells him earlier, I'd commit murder to go to college. But she's <laughs> he's talking about how he's like, I will, I'll come back on weekends, whatever, whatever, it'll be fine. And she says, you'll come back knowing all sorts of things I don't know and I'll hate you. <laughs> and that's uh-huh. it. Like, that's all that uh-huh. she says. And I'm just like... I get that. I feel like I would feel the same <laughs> way, Joe. Like, that's reasonable for sure. Yeah. For sure. Lisa, uh, do you have another one? One of the ones, oh, of course. I mean, that's not really a question. Uh, one of the ones I love is when it's Laurie and Mr. Brooks together. So his tutor, Mr. Brooks. And Laurie has just shouted out the window at the girls to get their attention because he's bored and it's dull as tombs around there. And he's reprimanded by Mr. Brooks that you don't shout at women. And then he's sitting there writing notes and he stops and he goes, what do those girls do? over there all day and mr brooks response is over the uh the there is uh over the mysteries of feminine life there is drawn a veil best left undisturbed and then it pans and they're playing dress up (laughs) (laughs) and it's one of my favorite switches ever is Mm. the over the mysteries of feminine life there's drawn a veil best left undisturbed (laughs) That's a pretty good line, too. That's funny. Yeah, it makes yeah. me laugh every time. All right, JM. Should we do one more each? Yeah. Yeah. Final line, JM. Oh, man. Oh, final one. Oh, dear, 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 dear. Well, you'll have to watch it. You'll have to watch it. I do many good ones. I wish I could say them all. Okay. Um, I like when Susan Sarandon, uh, it's, it's the mark when she's 
after Meg has come back from the ball where she's, you know, you know, kind of not been herself. And they're talking, talking about the difference between, you know, like men and women of how they can act and behave. And and she and Susan Tran says, nothing provokes speculation more than the sight of a woman enjoying herself. I wrote mm-hmm. that one down too. It's I wrote that one line. down too. Oh, and it's it's like, line. it's so true today. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, it's like it's a timeless quote which is depressing which is, which is super so sad, sad. So super totally. sad so sad but so true um so one i've got is one that i say all the time mm. um so there's at the beginning all four of the sisters are taking their breakfast that they that's like a fancy breakfast for them they're taking it over to this other much more poor family and they're it's snowed and it's beautiful and joe's like oh i love the snow don't you wish we could roll about in it like dogs <laughs> and then start they start singing and the song yes. is <clears throat> here we come a wassailing among the leaves so green and here we come a wandering so, so fair, fair to, to be, be seen love and joy come and to you anyway. and to all your sing it all the time when it's snowing and I'm trudging through snow and I'll just sing it <laughs> to myself in my head here we come I'm wassailing among the leaves so green and I don't know why but that's why well, I know exactly why but I do it every time adorable I do it Kate too Lisa, I, sing it all the time. I do that too actually which is funny and I'll always like break it down the way that they break it down like how amy yes amy's like yeah she does a really high-pitched one that sounds like a a, she's like goofing around yeah 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 that's how i hear the song now like i don't hear it normally like what are those words i don't even know yeah it's so true lisa do you want to do the finale i will do the finale and the finale i choose uh is uh, it's hard to choose a finale, but I'm going to go with at the very end of the movie when Joe is finally with Professor Bear and he they're staying together and he tells her, what can I give you? My hands are empty. And she says, not anymore. They're not. And she holds his hands. It's so cute. And we're going to end with that one because it's adorable. It is adorable. It makes me happy every single time. All right. Thank you for joining us on this epic podcast, everyone. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good one. Yeah. Long one. We knew it would be. But um, it was fun. It was fun nonetheless. We had a good time. Whether you do or not is up to you. But you can always stop the podcast at that point. So, I mean, win-win. <laughs> Take a break. Come back. Totally. <laughs> um, so uh, it's uh, my turn this upcoming week to do the next pick. So I will be uh, coming up with some trivia for Lisa for Friday. But in the meantime, everyone have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to follow us on social media at Real Window. Feel free to send us an email to real.window at gmail.com. And as always, you should give us a five-star rating and subscribe to the podcast because that helps other people find us who might be interested. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Thank you so much. We'll see you on Friday.